It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, wrestling fans? Back again, and we're closing out 2023. Tony, I can't believe we made it another year with this podcast. We've talked numerous times about will we or won't we make it another week, and here we are closing out a new year. Um, you know, just we're not going to do a year in review, but just kind of looking back, like, did you think we'd make it again? I didn't think so. <laughs> I think this <laughs> no, is the second actually... year in a row we've said that exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seems like it gets more difficult as we go on because, you know, life interferes, as we've said before. So, um, so many projects going on, you know, you're beefing up your sales like that with, uh, you know, more and more into the, the selling yeah. side of, of the hobby. And uh, I got the store opened up and it's just, um, it, it's it's a lot to take on, man. It's uh, so much. So when we have some time and, and then of course our schedules having to sync up, it's difficult to try to get our <laughs> very schedule. difficult. Yeah. I, I think more on your end than my end, really. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, busy. We, we just, we got a lot of stuff going on and, um, uh, I had to move everything. All my recording equipment is now here in the store. <laughs> uh, so I, I do it all here. No more green screen for now. Um, no, but you got the great product in the background for those watching oh, on video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, every time I know we, we text back and forth almost, uh, daily or every other day type of thing. And, uh, just catching up all the time and we're like, oh, I don't know how much longer we're going to do this. I'm not sure how long we're going to do that. And yeah. It's and tough- it's not it's not from uh, like we're losing passion for it. It's a, it's it's like you said, scheduling, timing, life, like all these other things. But, um, you know, let's let's go ahead and kick things off for 2023. Uh, you know, we've heard some people say that 2022 has been the biggest year for wrestling cards, which I agree from I numerous agree. points we'll talk about in this. And uh, this was actually your idea to kind of throw out some topics about what are we looking forward to in 2023? What do we think is going to happen with wrestling cards, market, popularity? So we're going to just kind of touch on numerous topics, bounce around. This may be a longer episode. We may have to cut it into two parts. Who knows? But let's start off with uh, what do you think 2023 is going to have to offer overall? So product releases, popularity, you can kind of take that any direction you want to go with. Me? How about you? What do you think, man? I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I see, if, I, I see more of the same of what's happening in 2022 is going to happen in 2023. Um, I, I'm expecting to hear some major announcements again from companies, maybe more acquis- uh, uh, acquisitions of merging from uh, companies. Possibly, we've we've heard the rumbles about Panini being bought out, possibly by Fanatics. Who knows? Uh, nothing's been announced yet. Uh, we've been hearing things like, oh, tomorrow could be the day. Oh, this week might be the week. You know, nothing's happened yet, uh, but nothing's going to shock me. We've had a lot of those kind of announcements in 2022. How much more can we see in 2023? Don't know. Um, seeing uh, product releases, will, you know, Upper Deck be uh, upping their game and putting out more product than they did in 2022? I hope so. You know, try to build that momentum back up again. Um, it's, it's a wild, wild west right now. So our our genre of the hobby has changed dramatically from one year to the next over the last three, I'd say three years. Three now. years, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so every year seems to top the year before. And I'd have to ask myself, like, what could we possibly do going forward that's going to top this year? So I, I don't I don't really have an answer other than more releases, maybe some weird mergers, maybe some new formats, maybe uh, who knows? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, who's to say I, I'm excited about, it though, because I'm just it's um, a weird market. Um, I look at it from a checklist standpoint, obviously, for WTC stuff. And I have to kind of figure out, like, how am I going to start archiving these things and how does that all play out for me? So it's, it's never ending. It's constantly keep me busy. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with everything you said more, more, more. I think that's what we're going to see. We hit a point this year where wrestling cards have become like even people that we don't interact with on a regular basis that, you know, are that maybe they've been collecting wrestling cards for years and they're just now getting on social media. Maybe they've been wrestling fans for years and they're just now collecting, which then led to social media, led to the community. And there's, I feel like we're getting to this point where it's almost like the sports card world where it's so big or it's getting so big. Well, let me reference back to the sports cards are so big that you can't really have this tiny niche community. And it's been said before that, you know, uh, we all used to be a small community. We've all used to get along. We all used to play Kumbaya. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting past that. I think the our niche is becoming so big. Like you could make like, Maybe eventually you put us in the Pokemon realm where it's so popular. There's so many different styles of collecting that it's just like any other hobby at that point. I think that's what we're going to see. More people coming. Actually, I yeah. agree. More I people we're, come we're there. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I think we're there. I think uh, the Pokemon uh, comparison is accurate. Um, but the other hobbies themselves continue to grow too. So when yes. we when we were already like this, uh, you know, this redheaded stepchild in the hobby, um, and we have to see football and baseball and basketball uh, continue to be the big boys. And they always will be. They always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are. We're growing. We're not really catching up to them in a sense because they keep growing and we're kind of growing. And I don't know if it's the same rate or not. But our hobby, regardless, is getting more eyeballs on the product. Uh, you know, Panini kind of opened that up, I think, a lot more for uh, for our hobby. There's no denying that. Good, right. bad or indifferent. Right. Um so it's just uh, uh, we get taken more seriously. And then as our hobby yes. grows, the divisions grow. Um, the, uh, you know, us versus them mentality is as hit. You know, we try to avoid it as much as possible, but it's there. And now we have to sort of uh, adjust ourselves and figure out how we want to navigate those kind of waters now. Um, and, you know, this is not going to be an episode where we discuss all that kind of stuff, but that's just where we're at. And I can I see that probably continuing in 2023 i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon uh if at all but it's going to uh, always play a part in our hobby um we just have to we'll we'll all figure out ways in, in the coming year of how to um play on this on the, on this court uh, a little bit better than what we did 2022 is a growing year for our explosion i think 2023 is where we start to settle in a little bit more while we're still absorbing and taking in hopefully some new and exciting things that are coming out. But I think as far yeah. as from social media standpoint, um, how to get information, how to do your homework, how to play uh, on, on this team. Um, I think that becomes more of a, a more settled thing now, as opposed to like all these explosions going on. And um, but it's all going to be good for the hobby. The hobby is, uh, is in a good place, I think. I think uh, even though sales might be down across the board in all collectibles, I think 2023, we're going to probably see similar. It's still going to be kind of, I, I don't 
think anybody has any idea when we're going to see a spike in the hobby again, but I think we're going to start still seeing a, a, a more uh, gradual um, upswing uh, in people collecting our niche. Yeah. And I want to, we'll touch on the kind of market aspect of wrestling cards, but I want to circle back to some things you said, you're talking about Panini. I think at this point in, in 2022, we, we we've hit that mark where we, you know, you want to say that the red wrestling has always been the redheaded stepchild. I think with the prism release and, you know, I, everybody, there's a lot of people out there that still like to talk about, Oh, look at the wax prices. Now you guys mm. are idiots for spit, you know, whatever, uh, as DX says, I got two words for you, but you know, um, Buy it. no, yeah. <laughs> no. But I think prism, <laughs> you know, you go to these major sports card shows and these tables have prism golds, prism blacks, prism autos. They, and and they're right there along with the basketball, football, baseball of, mm-hmm. of, of prism or, you know, optic, you know, golds or one of one super factor, whatever it is. Like wrestling has officially hit that point, just like UFC, just like Pokemon, where while the mainstream may not collect these things, they understand that there are certain aspects of them now that are just as big, if not bigger than certain aspects of sports cards or certain sports cards as to where people in the past were like, I only do baseball, basketball, football. I'm not messing around with that kids, you know, pokey mans. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not messing around with that stuff. Wrestling UFC, Pokemon, you know, uh, Fortnite, like all that stuff. Now it may, it, it's like you said, it's not where those three are. It's probably never going to get there, but I think 2022 kind of supplanted those little niche products as, okay, these are cool. People collect mm-hmm. these. There is a little bit of money. You know, you've said it a hundred times on all these videos, the margins that are there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we can talk about that in market, but my my kind of stance for 2022 is wrestling has officially arrived as something that's kind of respected. And I a hundred percent agree with you that Panini is responsible for a major part of that because tops have done it for years. Fleer did it for a while. All these other companies did it and we could never get to that level, but mm-hmm. it, it's that brand name that put us along with all those other kind of avenues it's a, it's evident when you walk around like this year doing a walk around the national uh and you see people with their little it still cracks me up seeing their, their little suitcases yep. um but uh <laughs> they, they come out their little, their little suitcases and their carrying case whatever but they have a mix you're going to find people now having like a couple wrestling cards inside there that are graded you know in their little suitcases now where they never used to carry wrestling cards probably before whether it be just because it's trade bait for them or looking to, to sell or whatever they're doing, but they're carrying stuff. You're seeing more people carrying wrestling cards now, uh, whether it be from a nostalgic aspect, like, oh yeah, I remember totally Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage like that back in the day. Now they've got some, you know, 85 tops or 87 tops graded in their little suitcase like that. And then you got some guys who are like, you know, because of Panini now, they've got some modern, you know, they got golds and blacks and whatever else. And they got stuff in their in their cases they never used to have before, like you said. Yep. Let's uh, move on to talking about what we know so far that's going to be in 2023. And for me personally, I think that, you know, we're going to see more. Again, that's the more, more, more kind of the the Mm -hmm. theme. But people have been through this Panini cycle now. So they kind of maybe are not, they they know what to expect from secondary market potentially and from the wax prices and the initial release. And Mm -hmm. you and other people, you guys have all said it before, like, wait, Unless it's one of those super rare cards, just wait and the price is going. But see, I thought that was common knowledge. We had people out here ripping cases of Prism, thinking that, you know, the Prism silver cards of, you know, I don't know, pick a name, John Cena, Ultimate Warrior, whoever. Mm-hmm. Th- those Prism silvers are going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But that it's common sense that if you knew any Panini product from the previous releases in sports, 
those things always go down. It's the golds and the blacks and all those. That's, like, that's been the case with, with every everything. Since, with, with the dawn of time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always been that way. It's, it's always people who have to have it first. If, if you're the guy that has to have a card uh, and be the first one on your block to own it, yeah, then that's on you. So if you right. want to spend $100 on a $5 card, that's you. Um, and who am I to tell you how to spend your money? But 100% uh, agree but, with but, that. But, but for those who are, hey, uh, you know, I, I do collect this stuff. and I think these prices are outrageous. Just play the waiting game, dude. They'll come around. Don't worry. You're, but you're I not also miss think, out. I also think it's ridiculous the people who want to argue against it. Like, this is trash because it dropped so quick. Like, do they not understand economics and how this thing has worked for years? And, and it's not just cards. It's like any form of collectibles or any kind of thing that people seek out. I mean, look at, like, past Christmases where, you know, we're coming off the holiday season all of these toys that were like a big deal for a moment and people are fighting each other, paying hundreds or thousands of dollars even for a game console or this or that, mm -hmm. shooting each other over these things. A year later, you can find those things at Goodwill, you know, used. Yep. It's the same concept. So the people who want to just trash, I don't mean to make this a, a prism thing because we've talked no, at nauseum but, but, about that. But but prism is a, it's always going to be a discussion when it comes to talking about 2022 and yes, wrestling yeah. cars because it was such a major part of our hobby this year that it, it, it did catapult a lot of things for us in our hobby. Uh, and as I say it repeatedly, good, bad, or indifferent, it still has done that. And here we are talking about it and everybody talks about it, whether it be uh, trashing on it, whether it be praising it, whether it be, you know, eh, I don't care so much, whatever. Um, it still played a major part in our hobby and it, it will always be referenced. Let's keep talking about it because I'm actually excited. I may actually get, you know, what, what do we know so far in 2023? What are we looking forward to? This may be one of the years where I'm actually buying the most modern product I can think of because I've got there's there's two things that stand out that I am actually going to try to buy. And that is, of course, carrying cross panini products. Of course. And are we gonna get are we gonna get him in Prism? Are we gonna get him in Impeccable? Like all these sets that you know Panini could actually are they gonna put out optic? I love the optic brand because it reminds me of like Topps Chrome. I love the the gold vinyl one of ones. I love the design. So all these brands that Panini has, that's going to be interesting to see. What do they put out in 2023? We're going to get Prism at least. What else are we going to get? But the fact that I'm going to now have the that that feeling that you and Adam and all these modern collectors have been going after, like, am I going to get that? Or is there a potential that Cross for some reason gets released before that product even be, you know, <laughs> who knows? I don't know. That's number one. Number two. Hold on to your butts, people. I'm actually going to look for some AEW product. I know, I know. I'm I, I'm not the biggest <laughs> AEW fan anymore. I really liked it when it first came out, and it just hasn't kept me. And this isn't a wrestling discussion, but it hasn't kept my attention like some other, you know, like some maybe GCW stuff or maybe some mm -hmm. WWE storylines or something. I don't know. But Precious Metal Gems are going to be coming yeah. out in the AEW metal, and I am going to be looking for hopefully fingers crossed some pink or some purple to go along with my Batista to go along with my Hogan. And I don't even care who's on it. It could be like the worst talent ever, but that's just another way that I'm going to be able to have some fun and be able to chase modern wrestling product without probably having to break the bank, even with carrying cross or these PMGs. Now, yeah. if I start trying to go after an MJF pink or purple, if they have those, yeah, that might cost a lot. And yeah. maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see, but from a collecting and buying perspective, my wallet's not happy, but I'm excited for 2023. <laughs>
Yeah, I uh, trust me, I feel your pain when it comes to going after stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything I mean, I, specifically uh, product wise or personally that you're looking forward to in 2023? No, I mean, I'm always going to keep looking for the Loomis stuff. So uh, as long as he keeps getting included in, in sets, um, I'll always be, you know, looking for that kind of stuff. And I do it very casually. I don't stress myself out over it. Uh, if I miss something, I miss it. If I don't, I don't. The most stressful I got was, you know, trying to track down that galactic. The galactic, yeah. Fin- yeah, which I finally finished and um, took six, seven months to do it, but I, you know, got it done. Um, uh, so other than that, you know, I'm just, I'll just keep, uh, I'm like Pepe Le Pew. I'll just keep, uh, you know, trotting <laughs> down the lane going, I'm just picking up what I pick up when I can. So let's mention prospecting. We had that as a notes. Do you like we have the rookie card shield and we had it with tops and there were cards in the past where people were able to distinguish and still arguing. It's a card, not a rookie card. This is the first one, not that one, blah, blah, blah. So with the rookie card shield now and the potential of rookie patch autos, rookie card, one of ones with Panini, all this stuff that we've seen in sports cards, do you like the, I think prospecting is going to be bigger than ever. Now, whether it pans out just from a personal perspective, I don't know. You know, let's talk, let's take it back to Prism again. Everybody wants to crap on the product, but let's look at 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble. People still going back to that, trying to get the Cena, the Batista, the Brock, the Orton still to this day. And Mm -hmm. I think that we could start seeing that with these Panini products that have that rookie card shield, whether it's an NXT paper card whether it's a prism base card, prism silver, uh, maybe it is an optic rated rookie when those come out, if they come out, I don't know. But I think prospecting is going to continue to be a thing. Uh, I would like to see it be more like, it's it's really kind of a catch 22. I would like to see it as popular as sports cards. But then when I think about sports cards and I see these, the rookies that uh, they, they get a lot of traction but the values sometimes overpass the legends. And from a personal standpoint, I would still rather see the legends and the modern day, I'm going to call like a modern day legend, like a, like a Cena or like a, Mm -hmm. you know, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, those kind of that, those names, like they've supplanted themselves as kind of stalwarts within WWE. I would still like Mm -hmm. to see those names kind of selling for more and have more popularity than the rookies. But on the flip side, I would like to see wrestling rookie cards of modern stars actually being more popular and valuable than they are. Thoughts on prospecting? I'm on the opposite side of that. I don't know okay, if it's going to be at, I don't think it's going to be, uh, 2022 was definitely the year of people prospecting more than ever. Um, I, I don't know if 2023 is going to be the same thing. What do we have? Who, who's coming out? You know, what gr- crop of people are coming out in 2023 that are going to warrant people to want to prospect on that hasn't already come out in 2022. All the names that are popular right now that are rookies this year, whether it be a Nikita or a Braun Breaker or whether it be uh, a Theory or whoever, I mean, I don't know, that are popular for this year or last year. Yeah. Um, they're not going to be the rookie prospects for 2023 because they're already beyond that. So I don't know who's coming out. I guess it's a matter of like doing your homework and finding out who's at the NXT level, who's on the independent circuit that could be the next big thing. That's why independent cards are so big right now. Right. Uh, and, and will continue to be big. I think that's where it's going to be at more so than the mainstream products. I think we're going to see more independent stuff, more custom-made cards, more, uh, you know, uh, smaller type print runs of cards of people that are going to want to prospect those cards. We're going to want to, because that's like, I don't know who this is. I don't know who this organization is, 
but it's got a bunch of people in it that I don't really know. I'm going to buy some stuff there because it's cheap, it's complete, and I'm basically prospecting that the next MJF might be in this card set. Who knows? Uh, we we don't know. Um, I mean, it's, it's evident. I, I'm 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 going to be curious from a checklist archivist standpoint to see. Go look at WTC's 2022 checklist page and compare it to any previous year in the history of wrestling cards. It yeah. is by far the longest, most released product ever. It is ridiculous the level of cards that were released in 2022. Are we going to see the same level in 2023? I think so. I think we're going to see just as much and more people, more independent organizations getting into producing uh, card sets because it's a very cheap alternative to yeah. promoting yourself. Uh, you get out there, you're going to have uh, those guys out there, the Chucksters of the world. Yeah, the, uh, the, the tone, fact that we're talking are... about what is the Chuckster true rookie card, that tells you yeah. what we, everything there you, you go. need to See? know right there. See? Uh, so people are going to be out there, uh, you know, the Tony O's and 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 uh, everybody else out there who's heavy, heavy, heavy into and and good at tracking down independent cards. These guys are the guys out there that, um, you know, are they're the prospectors. Um, some are prospectors, some are set collectors in the sense, but um, we're going to see more of that. It's a cheap way to, to promote yourself and people, you know, in certain areas are going to be more known or get their organization known by someone from Maryland because who has no idea who you are, but it's an independent set and I have to have it because that's what I collect. Right. Um, I mean, uh, I'm not going to say much right now. I don't think it's like that, but me being in Arizona, me opening up my store, I've already have organizations here in the store, uh, come to the store who are like interested in doing something in 2023 for their organizations. And that screams, you know, uh, to me that uh, we're going to continue to keep seeing more independent card sets. And uh, I'm excited about that. From the mainstream guys, again, it's, uh, I, I can't remember her name. Uh, the Rock's daughters now is going to be a you know come on. Yeah. I think in 2023. So we're not here going to. I'm not going to sit here and start giving my list of people to prospects like that. But well, you can't because if you look at last year, like let's take Hook for example. People were wanting that guy's card, and then uh, was it a like? I, I'm sorry that I just don't know some of these ancillary AEW releases. Was it like one of those uh, EPAC things or match data moments or something like that that he had a card and like was it actually Bronson? Even... I think was on the card strictly digital card i believe you couldn't okay. even get it i mean the only, the only as far as i know the only true not, there's no real true the only i've seen one custom kevin gus put out his custom card set mm -hmm. and featured hook um uh i think that might have been the first card set to come out that featured hook um well that's but, an know, example just, of what i mean though is like yeah. that was like what halfway through the year maybe three quarters of the way through the year before we saw three anything quarters. so who knows like i think prospecting is going to be continue to be a huge thing just going forward period especially with panini taking over that that license and with aew even though they don't want to put the rookie card logo on there you can still kind of reverse engineer dates and figure out sure. okay this is the first card of this guy blah 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 blah, blah. but um I, th I think it's going to be interesting to see who they decide that's a, and it's different than wrestling has this different than like almost every other aspect of sports cards or anything else is rookie cards could literally drop at any moment of the hottest talent that comes out of nowhere. And yep. they didn't have an indie card. They didn't have a card, but up oh, here's a Panini, you know, instant card with a rookie card logo on. Yep. And that is their first rookie card. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on the surface. I don't think 2023 
has a strong rookie class, so to speak. But yeah, from, we know of. from an interest perspective, I think this whole rookie card thing is just going to continue to thrive. Yeah, well, rookie card talk conversations in wrestling will always be, it's going to be for, forever. It's always yeah. going to be a, a topic of first appearance versus rookie versus this versus that. And a lot of other different podcasts will cover, you know, uh, rookie talk and stuff like that. Um, it's again, like we've always said, just, you know, you collect what you love, what you love right. and, and buy, buy them all. Um, but uh, that conversation is never going away. All right, let's move on to the last topic that we had for this. And that is, let's talk a little bit about market. And I know there's some people out there that just want to talk wrestling cards. They don't want to talk money or markets or anything like that. And hey, that's fine. Maybe we're not the podcast for you. I hope we are. But if you've liked us so far and you don't want to listen to this part, that's fine too. Either way, please subscribe and share this and give us a like, leave us a review. But let's talk a little about markets. We saw a huge, huge uptick in market and I do the market watch videos, but it's a little bit different. I want to actually throw any kind of market aspect that people want to talk about to you and Paul doing your, you know, what's happened with wrestling cards this month segment that you guys do every month. It's the best mm -hmm. thing on the WTC channel, in my opinion. But Thanks. if you look back at these sales, there's there's no doubt that, you know, we we've seen the biggest, some of the biggest wrestling card sales in 2022 when the market on most other hobby products was actually at its lowest. Yeah. So from a market perspective, are we going to surpass anything else as far as like baseball, basketball, football? No. Are we going to continue to set record prices for wrestling cards? I think so because mm -hmm. the popularity keeps rising. People are figuring out certain products and the rarity or the scarcity or how hard it is to locate that 82 all-stars auto or that Japanese mm -hmm. card from the seventies or, you know, whatever it is that people want to try to find people are starting to understand it. And there's people coming in kind of circling back to the beginning of the show, people coming in with big money. They're not afraid to buy wrestling cards and they're buying it most of the time because they are true collectors. I think a lot of the quote flippers that got into wrestling cards, I think maybe they lost because maybe mm -hmm. they, bought in really early on that prism run and then they found out well i, I i'm gonna go back to Fortnite or pokemon or whatever because i can't flip this anymore unless, they were, unless they were daytime like you know day trader type mentality where they sure. just bought flipped quickly but if they bought early and sat on it i think it was going to go up in price uh yeah they lost their ass yeah and i mean i don't want to in full transparency like some people call me a flipper because i sell cards on a regular basis mm -hmm. but I sell them at a low cost of entry to try to resell at another low cost of entry. That's I, that, that that is flipping, but I'm not going out here spending, you know, $500 on some prospect card thinking it goes to a thousand next week or anything like that. Yeah, I like look that. at, I've always, I've always uh, thought of you as more of a, um, if you want to go the day trader type aspect. So I, I thought you're like a, you know, a penny stock kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And well, you're, so, you're, you're not you're, you're not buying into Amazon or Apple's like that. You know, you're 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 a penny stock kind of guy, right? And and on the but on the flip side of that, like you know, okay, let's say Prism 2023 WWE drops, Carrying Cross Gold or Prism Black drops day one. I'm gonna probably have to pay whatever I've got to pay to get that, and that's what yeah. like I am not. I I think that's a big discussion we need to have is. Don't be afraid to be the comp. And that is one thing that I think is really dragging down the market is if you want the card, go get it. Don't yeah. worry about, you know, if it's, well, the last one sold for $5 less, so I need to get it for, no, if you want the card as a PC item, go get it. If you're looking to flip it, that's another story. 
but go out, spend, you know, if the last card sold for a hundred and there's a one available for 150, pay the 150, figure out a yep. way to do it. You know, let some cards in your collection go to pay for it. Don't be afraid to just go out and buy the cards you're actually wanting to collect. Yeah. I, I had to come to terms with that when I came to that Loomis Galactic card. Um, you know, I, I couldn't work out a deal with the seller. So, and, and it already had multiple bids on it at that point. So I kind of just sat on it and watched it. I had to tell myself, what am I willing to pay for this to finish off that rainbow? It's like that. And so I'm, I was willing to pay, you know, above what I thought it would probably go, you know, it'd be worth anyways. And not having seen one ever, I didn't know it would be worth, but I got a really good deal on it, I thought. And um, yeah, sometimes you just got to, you know, like you said, you be the comp, you know, set the comp level if you have to. If it's, if it's something you need to have in your inventory, in your collection, um, you know, really, uh, does does price really matter a ton? I guess if yeah. you can afford it and not yeah, put you yourself in a financial yeah, yeah. bind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been some Loomis cards that people have been throwing at me for like, you know, really high end dollar type stuff for, for, for Loomis anyways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like, no, as much as I want it. And so one of one or this, that, no, no, thank you. Um, and I'm just playing the waiting game. I, I still see it. I still see it sitting there, sitting there, coming down in price, coming down in price, coming down in price. And I'm, I'm almost ready to pull a trigger on a, on a couple. <laughs> one of these days yeah. it'll happen. You never know. Yeah, I've got I got something really interesting coming in the mail that I finally got uh, numbered to 10 or 25. So I got number one. Yeah, Stay I, tuned for that one. Yeah. Nice. nice one. So closing out the show, let's kind of circle back to just overall the wrestling card hobby. And how is it being affected by a down market, by overprinting of Prism, by infighting in the hobby? And honestly, I think our niche... Now, again, I, I'm not a big participant in all these other things. Sure, I buy and sell them, you know, for out of collections and whatnot, but I don't actively like collect the latest Topps baseball product or this yeah. or that. So how how are these actually going to be, how is wrestling as a genre going to be affected in 2023? I say it's the safest thing from a collecting, I'm not going to say investing, from a collecting standpoint, popularity just continues to grow and grow and grow. And people are buying these cards because they want them. They want the rainbows. They want the sets. They want to collect these things as opposed to, I personally don't feel like I'm seeing that in a lot of other aspects of trading cards or collectibles. People are just looking to make a quick buck. Whereas, uh, yeah, that happens in wrestling, but wrestling card collectors are diehards. They like the talent they like. They want what they want. And for the most part, they're willing to pay what they're willing to pay. And the more advertisements we see on WWE TV or on AEW TV, the more product we see in stores available for kids, adults, older people on shelves, uh, any kind of tie-ins with action figures or toys or anything, the more we see of that, the more we're just going to keep getting bigger. And again, going back to the theme of the shore store, theme of the show, I can't talk, more, <laughs> more, more. Well, and from an investment standpoint, it's like that too, I think that all this time for all throughout 2022, we talked about, and I've always said, you know, not enough zeros in our hobby to make it attractive. You, I think the lack of those zeros now are what's appealing to these investors now, because, hey, I don't have to worry about six figure type cards right now that I can't get into anymore um, or don't want to invest in because that market's down. I can get into these five figure type cards or four figure type cards which are wrestling. And I kind of like those characters. Yep. So there's an ups, there's an upside for them. There's an upside for us being uh, that redheaded stepchild and having not enough zeros like that, where the ROI is still very, very good. Um, it's still, it's appealing now to investors going, I don't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars. I could spend $30,000. It's a big difference. It's like that with my money. Yep. Um, we're appeal We're appealing that way. 
um, which is now kind of working to our advantage, I think. But all it does is continue to keep us in the investment side for the heavy hitters. It keeps us still in that realm of conversation of like really good in, in, uh, returns uh, yeah. on our monies right now. Well, and the other thing that I think people, and this is the last thing I'll say before we close out, I think people are are figuring out, you know, uh, I've talked negatively about it and positively about it. And I've had people come at me for my takes and, hey, that's fine. But I think people are figuring out that within wrestling cards, there are certain cards and certain things that people realize. And this goes back to that comp thing. If you see something you want, get it. Is that some of these cards, it doesn't even have to be that rare of a card per se. Let's just... For example, say it's a WCW auto from 9899 of like, mm. I don't know, pick a name. And you see that you see that card sale. There is a chance that that card never comes to light of day again. And I sure. again, that's something that I just don't think we see a lot in sports cards and some of these other aspects is, you know, uh, if you miss that, you know, that re- that vintage rookie card yet, yeah, you know, there's going to be another one come up in a month, mm-hmm. two months, six months, a year, two years, whatever. But some of these wrestling cards, you see them go once. Like there's been things I've actually looked for. I've and I missed it on an auction. I've never mm-hmm. seen it again. I've been still looking for that same thing Low, for two, three, lower, four years. Lower print runs and higher interest. Yep, hundred percent. So those work against you for those kind of things uh, when you get in this hobby. And as we have, it's already difficult now. And as we get more eyeballs coming into our into our hobby, like we did in 2022, you're you're going to see even less and less of those particular hard to find cards now. So yeah, uh, you know, more interest is uh, definitely uh, can work both ways. <laughs> yeah, and with what you just said, like if that doesn't get somebody excited to get into wrestling cards, I don't know what does. Because yeah. talk talk about the ultimate chase for stuff you just can't find, and the a segment of collecting where there so many like the the true collectors to flippers is like ninety to ten. You know what I'm, yep. it's, it's so uh great discussion. I hope this helped everybody as we kind of go into the new year, uh, what you can expect, you know, kind of some mindset approaches you want to take. Um, let us know what you think. What do you guys think is going to happen in 2023? Leave a comment. If you're below, if you're watching this on video, tag us on social media, on any, any of our accounts, uh, let us know. Let's get a discussion going. Let us know what you agree with, disagree with, uh, what you think is going to be the big product of 2023 or anything else that, you guys want to talk about, you know, again, yeah, I want engagement to know which, uh, discussion. People, I want to know people are looking forward to the 2023. Now that we've, uh, we've lived through the, uh, the 2022 year <laughs> yeah. in our hobby, um, a lot of ups and downs, but uh, I'm interested in hearing what people have to say about 2023 themselves, what they're looking forward to. You're looking forward to more upper deck stuff, more panini stuff, more independent stuff. Are you looking more to get into, uh, you're going to be a player collector for the first time, you're going back to set collecting because you found that it probably isn't as difficult as, it, as you thought it was going to be. Um, you know, what, what, what are you, what are you looking forward to in 2023? I mean, uh, hit us up, let us know. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, sir. Every bit of our social media accounts is on the bottom of every single page. Come check it out. Hit it. Don't quit it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We that, that, don't quit it. Cause we can't, we, yeah. we're going to keep growing the pie, which I know some people say there's a lot of people in our hobby that don't and discussion for another day, but uh, you know, your website continues to help drive the hobby. I don't care what anyone says. Also real quick. I think we've talked about this, but is your wrestling guy store socials and information also on WTC or do you want to promote? No, You know what? It's a good point. I probably do that. That's a good point. By the time uh, the end of this day that we're recording, I will have it up on the website to, to, to go there. So I don't know if I'm going to create like a links page on there to go to all different things that, you know, like WTC has like that, but I'm definitely going to promote. Yeah, I think I'll do that. 
You can find everything I'm doing at Zan Morning on all social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, my solo podcast, and of course, on this pristine episode, pristine, best of the worst wrestling card podcast. You know, we're not the best there is, the best there was, we're, we're just the worst, but hopefully we're able to entertain you and provide you with some information, some fodder for you to throw hate at us or maybe just a different way to think about going about buying products or hey i'm going to collect this avenue of thing now but job job squad for life baby absolutely job <laughs> squad because wrestling cards rule just like the job squad we'll that's see right you.